We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. the only gaming podcast on the internet. My name is Cody, along with TK Breezy. How you doing today? What's up, what's up? I'm good. Well, I'm having a good day now. I took a, took a little bit of a start. I went to go get my car. Uh, you know, the, the old oil change or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have taken about 45 minutes. Ended up taking two hours. Um, but my car was already sit- was sitting out there for an hour. And I'm, I don't know. You know what? Uh, it's not even going to get into it. It's whatever. That's not gaming. Uh, what's <laughs> gaming is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we got E3 going digital. We got games we're looking forward to uh, in 2021. Also got some news about CD Projekt Red. And then, of course, the Q&A. Uh, so I guess, you know, quick, I guess, recent uh, urgent update. is CD Projekt Red uh, got hacked. And they're uh, they're getting held for, like, ransom. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's not, like, it's... The, the act of the hacking and the holding getting help from ransom is not the funny part. It's the language that the hackers used felt like I was in a chat room in like 2011. I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on here, bro. So yeah, it was a little strange. If you guys haven't seen it, look it up. It's, it's all over Twitter. Obviously it, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this happens, but all I know is that I saw a lot of people that are saying, like, CD Projekt Red deserved it, and, like, they should, like, if they don't want this to happen, they should, like, put out a better game, which is really weird to me. Like, how do you conflate those two things? It's just weird people on the internet, man. Um, Yeah. But but it was kind of funny, the language used, but unfortunately, uh, the situation itself is not funny that CD Projekt Red finds itself in drop the actual readme but as it reads it says you have been epically pawned um we have dumped full copies 
of the source code from your pre-force server from Cyberpunk 2077 Witcher 3 Gwent and unreleased wow. version of uh, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. Okay. Uh, we have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investments, relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you will most likely be able to recover them from backwebs, which is like also kind of a weird line to put into a ransom note. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, we did that. But I mean, we know y'all good, though. I just <laughs> want to let you know that we, we know we you'll fix that. it. And then it's like, if we do not come to agreement, then your source code will be sold or leaked online and your documents will be sent to uh, our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more and people will see how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and stocks will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. So um, if all this stuff comes out, I'm pretty sure all this stuff could happen. I mean, it's a, it's a company. Like there's always gonna be some mm-hmm. internal stuff that like probably doesn't add up to most people. So it's like, all right. Um, yeah, that's a little crazy, but at the same time, you definitely don't want to give in to uh, anybody anybody when it comes to like bribery stuff like this because like they can still do it. Like you can give them what a million dollars and then they're just going to do it anyway. So now they got a million dollars and you're still getting blasted. So uh, I think the CD Project Red is doing the right thing of not giving in. I just don't know what that's going to look like on the other side after if 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 this is true and all this stuff comes out. It definitely sets a bad precedent if you negotiate with these kinds of people. If you if you just sort of give in and you're like, okay, fine, we'll give you whatever you want. Because then it just means that if you open yourself up to that again, you kind of have to keep doing it. Um, and, and, it and it sort of leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. But what's the other play? Do you just let them go out and do what they're going to do? I think CD Projekt Red need to make a tactical decision here depending on the severity of the documents they lost. I mean... Obviously, employee data is highly secure, or it's, you know, very sensitive. Um, yeah. But, like, if we're talking, like, source code for unreleased game, like, what could be in that unreleased Witcher code that would be th- enough to incriminate them? That's what I wonder. Um, if there's anything, yeah. maybe it's just, like, the code itself that people could just steal. Uh, yeah. But I just, I, I'm not privy to exactly how much this could hurt CDPR. I mean, it sucks that they're going through it. I've seen a few people say that this is a like a PR stunt for cyber, like you know, hacking. I did say that too. That if too. if that's Honestly, the case, it's such a bad idea. If that's the case, it is the worst idea they could ever have. That's so stupid. <laughs> I really hope that's not it. I really hope that's not it. Like to. No, just I mean honestly, bro. Like the thing is, when it comes to this to this game, if it was for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, like I think right now, what they want to do is get the mo- the most amount of focus they can off the game, so that way people they can you know silently work on. It. I don't know why. Like I just yeah. anytime I think about like games fixing themselves, I always think about No Man's Sky. Like you know, I I stopped hearing about that game for three years straight, and then out of nowhere, everyone was like, "Bro, have you seen No Man's Sky?" Yeah, and I was like, "What? I thought that game sucked." And then I went to go play it myself, and it was way better. I think that, you know, C Project Red could do the same thing. Uh, I think, I, I think unfortunately, because this game is, like, not a multiplayer game, you won't get that same, uh, you know, you won't get that same, like, jump of uh, or influx of people wanting to play it now. Because, like, one of yeah. the good things about Cyberpunk, or not Cyberpunk, No Man's Sky, is that you can play with your friends now. Yeah. Which is what people wanted to do from the beginning, and now they can do that. Cyberpunk is just like, hey, your game's broke we would like to fix it so it doesn't look as broke or it functions the way that you said it was supposed to function. And like, that would be nice, but you know, three years after a release is not going to matter. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that game in particular is 
sort of stuck to because it's an it's a first person open world shooter game, but like who nobody's gonna keep playing that for three years. Like it's not right. it's not big enough. It's not extensive enough. I one hundred percent the game, and it took me a while. Don't get me wrong, but I still didn't like. It didn't take that long. Not certainly not three years of play. So, um, right. I, I'm I don't I I know that they've commit committed to making bigger stuff, but for me, CD Projekt Red is sort of just off the map. Um, I don't know how other people feel. I know that it's silly to see people up in arms and act like they deserve this, but um, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's an unfortunate uh, situation for sure. Um, what do you mean by they're off the map though? I just don't care about them. Cause like okay, I, I not not in terms of like I I don't mean to sound crass like they deserve this or anything but like I'm not gonna be following them in terms of their games or anything I didn't play Witcher three but I heard it was good uh, I played Cyberpunk and I was like this is fine um, I yeah. still might play what they put out in the future but I'm not like excited about it you know what I mean it'll be yeah, okay yeah and I you know I think that's the real issue with Cyberpunk too is it's just it being a fine game is not really the an issue like it can be fine it's just a solid okay experience but the yeah. issue was obviously that it was built up to be the world's greatest game of all time you know 2020 and that's just not what we got so rip i hope but it comes to a i hope it comes to okay. a peaceful resolution uh i mm. don't know what that looks like but i mean i the the idea of ransomware is really interesting to me not to like condone it or say it's okay, but it's very interesting the idea of that because it's like you can just take companies hostage, and again you could just release this information even after you get what you want. You know, yeah. it could uh, it could be a problem. So I just that's the I don't know that's that's why I feel like ransom never works because I just always believe that like there's no reason for you not to do it after you know mm -hmm. like well there's no con there's no written contract you. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You extorted them for money. You got the money. What, there's nothing in the extortion contract that says, well, once I get the money, I'm definitely not going to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't... It, it doesn't matter though. Like I feel like they again, CD Projekt Red did the right thing. Not sure what's going to come out of this, and I am very interested to see what does happen. Uh, and, and I'm even more interested to see if that theory is true or not. Because like I mean, realistically, yeah. bro. Like I, now that I'm thinking about it, like if that was what they were going for, bro, I hope they like they, they just burn. Like yeah, they burn after that though. That yeah, it if it's um, if it's a stunt, I can't even 
Good God. What, could, what is that even gonna look like? Ugh. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, but moving forward, man, we got to talk about E3. So E3, you know, obviously every summer they've had they have a big convention. Talk about some of the latest tech and gaming uh, news, and honestly, just business news uh, as well. Like, there's a lot of stuff yeah. just going on in E3, but for us, mostly it's usually the tech and gaming news. Unfortunately, with coronavirus still going on, or uh, the quarantine still going on, and coronavirus still being so prevalent in America, uh, we they have decided to go digital. Now, to me, I don't really think it should have been that big of news. I mean, a lot of E3 was already digital anyway. Like, yeah, I you know like. When I, I, I've been to like three E3s, but all the other ones I didn't go to, I didn't feel like a big FOMO for not being there, more so just like not being able to hang out with my friends. But like, I still got all the information I wanted. I wanted to see what new systems were coming out, new games were coming out, all that other good stuff. If there was new like uh, peripherals and, and things like that, all that is like readily available without even spending money to go there. So uh, it does suck that there's no uh, in, you know, in-person convention for people to want to go to. Because I, I do think the in-person convention is actually pretty cool. But we already had the online, so they're just bolstering the online to me. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a big deal, honestly. And I'm not too surprised by the decision. I guess just them making it um, official is okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I remember when I was younger, it was my dream to go to E3. I thought it'd be so cool. And then I ended up going for the Smash Ultimate thing. And this was a few years after they made it public, um, and I hated it. I did not like it. Um, too many people, lines were too long. That was before Resident Evil 2 came out, and the line to play Resident Evil 2 for 15 minutes, I think, was three and a half hours. What? The, Jesus yeah. Christ. What are you doing? Yeah, I totally, I totally forgot about that. The, we, we definitely went when it got public. I, didn't, I never got to go when it was like private sector and everything. I would have like, loved cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the public joint made it like it, it turned into like a... I don't know. It turns to like Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's more like a convention than it is like an industry event at that point. Um, yeah, which is like fine, but you know it, it loses some of the um, some of the some of the like prestige to be there when you could just buy a ticket. Yeah. You know. I will say big big ups to Nintendo though for giving us those godlike badges though because I mean I yeah. got in like hours earlier and stuff. Oh, I mean it's still unfortunate though because like I would have loved to show up at twelve still. Instead of having to show up at like nine, oh, just to, yeah, you know, get uh, get in there and do what I want to do, but uh, you know, like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna complain about being able to get in early and see some stuff. And we got to play, I got to play Dragon Ball Fighters uh, Z early. Um, I think I got or Fighters, oh Fighters Z, Fighters. There's some other uh, games that I played earlier too. I think I'm pretty sure I got to play a, like some version of Street Fighter, or no, no, it was a Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, MVCI. Mm, yeah, got to play that. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of cool games uh, that I got to play over the years of being able to go early. Uh, we also got to we also got like when the when we did the invitational or whatever, uh, they had like a back room uh, or like not really a back room, like a secluded area mm-hmm. for like Nintendo employees and stuff. And like some of the like 
the more important people like the voice of Mario and stuff. And we got me and MVD and Esam got to go back there and play like Smash for like an hour and a half straight. Like, oh, that's just, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I also got Max back there. So yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. Like there was there was definitely good high points of it. It just at the same time, as soon as I got rid uh, got out of there and stopped being important, I was trying to rummage my way through uh <laughs> like rummage my way through like all those people and it just i don't know man it's, it's overwhelming and, like just a lot of just a yeah. lot going on and there's just so many people there i i got to play ninjala and spider-man and that's it i think that's all i played all weekend and i was like this is okay um but yeah anyway i'm not surprised that e3 decided to go digital it was really the only recourse uh i do think you thought ninjala is, was okay when you played it I, it was okay yeah and then you played it again, and you hated it. And then I hated it, yeah. Okay. When I played it later, I was like, I don't like this anymore. Um, That's fair. Uh, but the, uh, maybe it was just because at E3, I could have won one of those big inflatable bats. Maybe that's why I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, but yeah, they're going all digital, which I think is going to be interesting because a lot of people are going to be streaming it, obviously. So you're going to have a lot of people sort of talking and buzzing about it. And you already had that before when it was live. Um, but part of me wonders if there's going to be a little bit more of that, more online demos um, instead of just, you know, stuff in person. So maybe they'll release things so people could try them. So you'll have people streaming or uh, trying out their demos, you know, right there and then streaming them to a bunch of people and getting publicity that way. That might be kind of cool. Other than that, it's not a huge detriment. I think it's going to be a test to see what companies are ready for that, though, because I think some companies might thrive in like a live production environment where E3 pays for the production, or not pays for the production, but E3 set you know you you everything is set up there for you to present, and then um, it's it's all sort of handled as opposed to like okay, well you're on your own now. Like Bethesda has to come up with their own digital presentation, and I'm sure they'll do fine. But like some companies might not have the same uh, level of production, you know. Mm. And some companies might yeah. not have anything to show. I mean, I don't know what's coming out for Nintendo for the next year. They're looking barren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, honestly, right now the only thing that I know that for Nintendo, right now, if you're talking about like 2022, yeah, I can't think of nothing. But right now, Nintendo yeah. on the on the docket, and since we're moving on to the next topic of games we're looking forward to in 2021, uh, is Monster Hunter Rise and Pokemon Snap. Those are only the two things that I can think mm. that I'm looking at that I know that I want. Uh, in the future from Nintendo. And, like, I didn't even play the Monster Hunter Rise demo. I just, like, it looked good uh, based off of... I played Monster Hunter World, and I liked that one a lot. And it looks like it built off that, but also got more action-oriented. And that is something that, like, kind of held me back from older Monster Hunters, is that I felt like it was just a clunky game. Like, yeah. I just... Like, I, was, I didn't want to do this, like, clunky combat uh, when there's all these other games that, like, play... that are giving me the action I want, but it was fluid. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's just that's something about Monster Hunter though that people are like really dig is that clunky style of gameplay. But it seems that it's yeah. gotten a little more refined. It's obviously still there, but it's gotten a little more refined uh, with movement options they got and, and things like that. Uh, also, I think it took me a long time to really like to like get used to the fact that there's like no lock on that like no like true lock on. You know what I mean? Like if I start an attack and I'm going straight and I'm locked on, I'm still going straight. Like, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's no like, oh, my character's gonna turn because I'm locked on, and I was like, ah, that's 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 a bit of a, a learning curve. But uh, once you get past that, I don't know. The game actually is pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. 
Uh, Deathloop is still coming out. I'm still super hyped for that. This PS5 stuff. Yeah. Um, Hood Outlaws and Legends. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know if I'm hyped for it, but like I'm interested. Like I, I, I want to know if there's something I do want to play, but I'm not sure if it's like fully grabbing me yet. And then like pretty much just from like the quick look that I've done, that's that's all the games that I'm hyped for right now. Yeah, I'm not particularly all that excited for pretty much it. I mean, I'm excited for Far Cry Six. Obviously, I'm a big Far Cry guy for some reason. Um, and then uh, Death Loop does look cool. Pokemon Snap, I guess. Uh, I you know fine. Um, other than that, though, I'm pretty. I I'm looking at the year and I'm like, woo, Jesus. You got back for blood. I guess. Yeah. I mean, back for blood was really fun. Uh, the demo, yeah. but I also. In the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder how long this will last. I think a long time. It does feel like it could keep going, but I'm also like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So I, I there, I gotta be honest. This year's, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried because I feel like also, um, in terms of what's happening on Twitch, in terms of like what people want to see, it, it's sort of cyclical now. So like, it was Minecraft for a while, and then obviously Among Us took over the whole summer. Um, and then Rust people tried to make happen, and then Rust kind of died out. Now people are back on GTA RP. Like, it's it's it feels like people are starving for something to play, and some people are going into yeah. Valorant. I played a couple games of Valorant just to see if it was for me. I don't think so, but, you know, maybe I'll try it a little bit more. I'm having fun. Um, like Actually? I'm, I, I, I kind of like I like it more when I'm not playing it does that make sense like when I'm thinking about it right now it sounds fun but when I'm playing it I'm like like I was I was I was shooting and I'm I'm okay so I start around and I don't know what anybody is or what anything does so I'm just walking around and I look around a corner and there's this big eye of Sauron this like purple eye in the middle of the screen I'm like what the hell is that thing do I shoot it do I run from it what am I supposed to do and then I just got shot in the head and then I was playing another round, and this robot just is walking up to me. And I'm like, is that my teams? Is that going to kill? And then I died. So I don't know what's happening in this game. But maybe, uh, I'm sure I would be like that when Le- with uh, League, too, you know? Valorant is definitely a game of studying, unfortunately. And, and I'm, the, yeah. I'm the same boat as you as far as, like, I'm... I've, I've got, like, almost every shooter downloaded because I just want something, some shooter to, like, hold my attention. I would love I play, that, like, yeah. All of them. And Valorant is the one that I wish that I liked more. I just don't like that type of shooter. I don't like the, you know, first shot matters the most type shooter. Like, oh, I I didn't see that guy. So I'm now just like, I can't turn and do anything about it. Like, I'm just dead. Yeah. Um, And also, like, you know, most a lot of people are like super sweaty in that game. So, like, I played Valorant. I was it's it's a great concept. Just not for me. I love Apex. Uh, I like I played Overwatch. Great concept. Uh, but it's one of those games I feel like it always holds my attention for like three weeks and I don't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm actually back to playing Rogue Company. So just <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm all over the place when it comes to shooters. But at the very least, you know, Rogue Company is like it's like uh, arcade Valorant though. So like I'm more okay with that. Yes, you know what I mean. Like there's more times in Rogue Company where like if I'm getting shot, like I can actually do something about it instead of like oh just watching my health bar go down. Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man. I just I don't know. They're they're all good games for sure. Just you you got to have the skill set for it. I don't have the skill set for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a I'm, shooters player. I I don't think I'm a tactical shooters player, but I'm trying to learn new skill. That's part of the reason I picked up Mario 64 speed running is because like in quarantine with with everything grinding to a halt, 
and people going crazy. There's less like I've really been struggling to find day, like stuff to fill up my streams in terms of games because like mm-hmm. the games that are coming out are just not it's just not there. Like there's just not enough coming out. So I'm trying to learn new skill sets. So like maybe I'll learn speed running, maybe I'll learn, you know, uh something else. I'm trying to learn o- or uh Valorant so I can learn, you know, a different type of game that I'm usually not used to. But like I, I always go back to League, and I'm like, okay, well, I know everything about League. I know everything about every champion, so why don't I just play that? Because then I don't have to learn anything, you know? I can just zone out to that game. I can't zone out to Valorant. I need to be focused, like, on, you know? Facts. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, um, we got two questions from the Twitter. Uh, we got Emo Furchies last week. I didn't actually catch this question last week, so he asked it again. He says, what genre of games do you like that has a subgenre that you dislike for instance i pretty much like all fighting games but can i get into 3d fighters like soul Calibur or tekken uh i don't really like platform fighters like i mean i like smash but i don't really like i don't like um i don't really like rushdown result revolt i don't really like i or not icons um rivals i don't like brawlhalla and it's weird i i don't know why but i just don't like that stuff um, I really like uh, Smash, but that's it. And I think that's the only thing that comes to mind, honestly. I don't know why, but um, I don't. I feel like yeah. I, for me, it'd be RPGs because I gen- genuinely don't like RPGs a lot. I like a lot of them, but then like the ones that stick out are like they're there for good. Like I don't like RPGs. Mm-hmm. I don't really play a lot of Final Fantasy. I don't like. I don't. I didn't like Octopath. None of that shit. Right, and then. I'm talking about traditional RPGs, by the way, not not uh, yeah. not action. Action RPGs are in their own genre, but traditional RPGs, menu picking RPGs, don't like those. But then, I play a lot of Pokemon. Uh, I have uh, I love Chrono Trigger. It's one of my favorite games in, in like in the world. I hear that a lot. Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, I I just got finished playing through Star Renegades, which which is a roguelike RPG. You know what I mean? Like, so like, I guess it just. It really just depends on what RPG it is, but it's like I don't know. It's a, it's like a hard fifty fifty because like if you ask me about anything about all the popular ones, I'm like, nah, I'm good, you know. But <laughs> but hit me with that. Hit me with some of the the obscure ones. I'm like, oh yeah, that game slaps. Like I think most people feel that way. Like because RPG is such a broad sort of spectrum of games that it's uh, you can't really put them into any box. People try with like JRPG and Western RPGs, but I know so many people that love. Um, chrono trigger that don't mess with jrpgs otherwise so um and i don't really like western rpgs well that's not true it depends on the setting if it's fantasy i hate it but other stuff like um outer worlds or something it's uh it depends on the game for sure yeah no man said no persona you know the issue about persona is that y'all have made that game sound like it's a 1500 hour game and i just don't have the time to commit to that yeah like i just (laughs) Like I'm sure that it's probably a, 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 a fan, fantastic game. I've seen some uh, good, uh, you know, I've seen a couple of streams for it and whatever. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. But the way that people talk about Persona is that like it has taken over their lives. Yeah. And I just play too many games to let any game do that for me. Like, uh, I can't do it. So. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And when I see like a fan base like that, and I don't like the like. How do I put this? 
it's not that I'm mad at the fan base or that I, I don't like the fans, because be a fan of whatever you want, but I don't share a lot in common with those people. So I don't want to play the game. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like, Same. why would I get into that? I feel that way about tactical shooters, too. I feel like a lot of people that play like CSGO and Valorant are pretty like hardcore Racist. sweat lord. Well, no. that that's every gamer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's anybody online. Um, but no, a lot of people that play Valorant or like CSGO are like really trying to be good. They're kind of twitchy. Like they, they really it's sort of a sweat lord thing. And, like, yeah. I'm just not that guy. I'm super casual unless I, like, really like a game. So I'm trying to, like, get into that headspace. But, like, I, I think... I like as old gamers, that happens to us a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe. Fan bases really can, like... Like, I, at some point in time, I may have actually checked out Undertale. But y'all ruined it. Like... <laughs> well, yeah. Y'all, like, y'all ruined it. And on top of that being a streamer, there's no... There's absolutely no way that I can oh, get away God, yeah. that game. Uh, in the way that I want to. Like, of course, I will want to, like, stream it. But everyone's going to tell you how to play because everyone's played Undertale 8 million times. Yeah. Right? And uh, that joint, I just, I you get tired of telling people, hey, please don't backseat me or whatever, whatever. Like, I started yeah. uh, Hollow Knight again. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I will definitely play this on a stream. But then I'm like, nah, I'm not playing this on a stream. So people are going to tell me where I to play go. Like two hours of yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I play, like, two hours of Hollow Knight right before I go to sleep every night. And then... Yeah, so for uh, you know. for yeah, and and for Undertale, it's especially bad because like there's a fight right near the beginning that everybody is going to spoil for you. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, he's gonna do it." He's good, and it's like a really cool moment in the game, and it sets up the rest of the game. Like there's a fight at the very beginning that that sets the tone for the whole game, but everybody's gonna be like, "Ooh, he's gonna do," it. and it's so annoying, like. I uh, I I keep talking about this uh, incident that happened to me. So I streamed Punch Out, which you wouldn't think would be backseatable, but I streamed Punch Out for Wii, and I was really enjoying it. And like you have to learn the patterns and the habits of the characters because ever it's basically sort of like a rhythm game. I had so many people that had never come into my stream before, and I'd never seen since telling me how to beat the game. It was so bad. And they're like, Dude, why isn't he doing crazy. this? Why doesn't he dodge right? Why doesn't he know how to beat this character in three punches? Coney, did you know you could beat this character in two punches? And my, my chat is just like, who are, are these people? Where are they coming from? It was insane. Yeah, yeah that's it's the it's the uh, it's it's funny to me because I imagine that there's just some guy, right? <laughs> just like. Or like a group of like uh, of just diehard fans like sitting in a category just hitting F five every ten minutes. <laughs> Who's or playing punch out? Oh like, shit! Yeah, come on, someone's doing it. Someone's doing it, right? Right? It's, it's him. It's he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Get in. Get in. Get in. They all jump and they're like, "You're not playing this game correctly." Like, okay, well, why don't you stream it then? Like, that's that. That's always my favorite. Like my favorite. Like, look, man, if you yeah. want to enjoy the game this much, why don't you just stream? Like. I just you know? don't understand if you're playing a game for the first time, like, why would you want to spoil, like, if somebody says they're playing it blind for the first time, why would you want to spoil that joy for them? You know what I mean? Why yeah. do you expect them yeah, yeah. to beat it as quickly as somebody who's read the wiki and done, like, it's just weird to me. I, it's really, it's it's one of the most frustrating things about being on Twitch, though, is that you feel like you can't play certain games that you know you would like that are story heavy. Um, yeah. But you know that it comes with the territory. What can you do? Uh, we got one more. We got another one actually from um, 
for, from Nira too, but also Yo Oh One says, "What are y'all early thoughts on frame makers?" Um, I think that uh, I really don't have thoughts on it. It looks cool, I guess. I'll try it out when it comes out. Uh, I don't know. Is there like a demo that I missed? Because I didn't see nothing about that, but it's basically like another Smash type. Yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like I keep getting asked what are my thoughts on it, and like I don't know what to tell people because like the demo looks really good. Um, or not the demo, the, the trailer looked amazing, but that's all we've seen, right? Like, it looks great. I hope it's good. Um, it says Wait, it comes out it early. early access right now? It says it comes out in 2022. Uh, yeah, early 2022. And that's probably just early access in 2022. It looks amazing, but like, you know, I don't, a lot of games look amazing. I think what's more yeah. interesting, it's made by the people that made Super Smash Flash, which I, like, I heard was good, but I never wanted to get into it, because, like, come on. <laughs> look at it. It's just <laughs> gross. Like, I would look at it, ugh, this sucks. Um, but it's, but apparently the game itself was good. So, I'm excited to see what happens with, um, with this. Yeah, that's kind of the same boat that I was with when it came to, uh, to smash flash I was like, i'm just looking at it man like i can't i can't Yuck. take this seriously however this one looks like interesting because they have like a there's assists and stuff in it too and i'm like all right yeah. you know a platform fighter with assist this could go a little crazy but uh we will see because you know when it comes to games like this uh, uh, not smash games uh, everything about them is competitive no one ever plays these like yeah uh these other smash types for like fun you know, without like trying to be as competitive as possible. So uh, that's I think that's why it's hard harder for other platform fighters to get that same draw as Smash. Yeah, because a lot of the times, like everyone who was playing the game was not like competitively satisfied by Smash. So they found something else that they were most competitively satisfied uh, satisfied by. No, yeah. more, I don't really know a lot of people that are like, yeah, man, I just like the pretty animals in Rivals. Like, no, that's not that's. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you want to play I mean? like, you want to play melee, but with different mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know that that's it, it's it, it's hard to sell it's definitely hard to sell um these other these other platform fighters in the way that you yeah. can sell smash smash can be sold to literally anyone you know yeah. like even if you're bad and it's like a bunch of nintendo characters sick right you can play one player by yourself all the time sick you know it's kind of it's kind of hard to do that with uh with other platform fighters so yeah no question yeah. But then the last question is from Nia Red says, which great game has the worst beginning? Now, I'm not super far into Hollow Knight, but I'm going to give it to Hollow Knight. I'm not going to lie to you. That first hour is very boring. Like, yeah. It is. It is. Like, that, it took me, like, at least four tries to get past that first hour. Like, I beat the first boss. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get anything for it. Or the first little mini boss, little big dude. And I didn't get anything for it. And all you do is just jump and slash. Like, and yeah. it's just, uh, it's, it's. Like, for what you're going to get later, for what you actually get later into that game, the first hour of that does not, like, it does not translate into the idea of you getting more of that. Like, yeah. I just, it, it it was very boring for me, so. I think uh, the one that comes to mind for me, and it's funny because I don't remember Hollow Knight being that way, but I don't remember, like, I, I the second time that I tried to play it on my Switch, I'm like, I, I got, I think, a few hours into the game, and then I just didn't... I, I, I kept getting lost, and you can't mark on the map, like, go this way, don't go that way. You can mark it, but, like, you also forget what happened. You have to, like, write it down in a book. No thanks. 
Um, yeah. Hollow Knight was... Yeah, the, was, the map thing yeah. was kind of, yeah, because he's like, yeah, man, uh, here's a map of the area that I've crafted, like, so far, and he doesn't even, like, craft the whole thing, so... Yeah. So you're like, all right, now I gotta kind of me- memorize all this stuff, and then, like, you know, you can go to his wife or whatever and get a compass, and, like, that's cool, Yeah. but what if I don't always want to make that trek back every time, so... Yeah, some, I don't know. It's the Metroidvania, though, so that's kind of part of the territory. Like, they, they get... They are... The, like, there has to be some level of, like, exploration in there, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. like, that's... I guess that's where that comes from. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. That that first hour, bro, I promise you, like, I, every time you told me Hollow Knight was a good game, I, I was just, <laughs> I was just so angry. <laughs> but yeah. I've gotten a little further now, and I'm, like, starting to see the inner workings of where it becomes better. And I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. cool. I'm trying to think of what... I think... I can think of a lot of really bad openings, but I can't think of many that also turned into great. Like, Fallout 3's opening is awful, but I don't like the game either. Um, mm. The one that always comes to mind for me of a really good game with a bad opening is Fallout 2. Um, okay. Because the first part of Fallout 2 is this really awful temple that doesn't tell you how to beat it. it there's, like, no tutorial or anything, and it's a really old game, so, you know, whatever. Um but Fallout 2 has a really boring start, and I keep trying to get back into it, and I can't do it for that reason. Um, so there's a there. I'm sure there are a lot of different games, but that's the one that comes to mind right now. Because I don't play a lot of games, at least not lately. I've, I don't play a lot of games that take a significant time investment. So, like, you're in the action pretty quickly, at least in the stuff that I play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's what really... I think it also kind of comes with the territory of the game. Like... Mm-hmm. If you have an RPG, it's going to have a slow start. You can't just jump in with, like, 19 abilities. Like, all right, well, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, 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 like, mid-game right at the beginning. Like, usually almost every beginning, of the, beginning of every RPG is, like, slash and fireball. And then, you know, by the end, you're doing, like, omni-slashes and, like, uh, just, you know, Armageddons and whatever. Like, you can't just start the game with that. Like, that doesn't, yes. you know. So, like, but that's built into the style of game. When you have a game that's not built like that and it starts off in a very slow way, like it kind of throws you off yeah it's like a it's like a action adventure game but like you don't fight anybody for the first hour you're like well, <laughs> am i just walking around like what's yeah. you know what i mean like what's going on here so but it definitely but, depends on the game because because like you're saying in the chat like if you're playing an rpg you expect it to take a while so right it's not crazy yeah yeah someone said you don't see the first battle on persona 4 for two hours jeez it's a long time. Uh, any any Pokemon game has really long, boring beginning areas for me. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you get uh, relative, relatively quickly into the action. I mean, like, I'm thinking about, like, the first Pokemon ever. And they probably got a little longer, but I'm thinking, like, Pokemon Red. You literally walk out the house, walk to the grass, and then he's like, yo, don't do that. Come to the lab and get a Pokemon. Yeah. Then you, that's, like, ten minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but... Maybe for like some of the later ones, I think they do get a, take a little bit, and that could be. Uh, and I'm just not really thinking about it because, like, honestly, the last three Pokemon, I just really don't remember much for. Like, a Sun and Moon was like whatever, um, uh, whatever the last one we just played. Uh, oh, Short and Shield. Yeah, that, that was, was the one. Eh, it was whatever, <laughs> and so yeah, I, I'm I'm, I don't know. I, I think I'm like if I think about the older ones, I don't think about it as hard. So yeah, yeah. Well. I think that's going to be it for us, guys. Thank you uh, for coming in to another episode of Y'all Gaming. I had a great time talking to y'all about games and whatnot. Uh, if you would like to get your question on to Y'all Gaming, then every time you see the tweet, it's every Tuesday that we have stuff to talk about. 
uh, every Tuesday at five. Mm-hmm. If you see a tweet go up, talk about some y'all gaming, go ahead and reply to that tweet and or uh, come to the chat. And when we do some Q&As, just drop your questions in the chat. We will pick them out of there accordingly. Why is my white balance so high right now? Like, I don't is. know. It is. It's only on like your camera though. Cause like in my, well, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. My white I don't know what to is. tell you. That joint is. Whoo boy. All right. Um, yeah, man. So we, if you missed this week, it goes on Spotify, it goes on Apple, and it goes on YouTube. Yep. Uh, I would definitely put another, another tweet uh, out there for you guys for that. You got any final words? Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm running Salty Bet tonight. If you guys want to come onto the stream, we got 16 fighting game characters fighting. Thank you, Gonderlane, for putting it together. Yeah, it's uh, it should be a good time. It's I said that it starts at 8 on the tweet, but I think it's going to actually start at like 10 or 11 because of how Salty Bet goes. You can't predict the time. So just tune in. We'll figure out something to do in the meantime. I think I got a funny idea for a stream. So oh, Do you like – so you just go to Salty Bet's channel and do this? No. So basically uh, Salty Bet has random matches all the time, but mm-hmm. uh, one of my viewers, Gonderlane, he has an in – with the guy that runs it so um we run a tournament on salty bed every two weeks that we come up with so uh right. so okay. four but it's weeks still on ago the salty bed. it's still on the salty bed channel. yes yeah but it's oh, okay. a full cool. 16 person bracket so a month ago it was smash two weeks ago it was like a bunch of cartoon characters this week is just um fighting game characters from pretty much every series so it'll be a good time that's cool okay all right well yeah, enjoy that uh tonight i will definitely be back doing you know more vibes and survivors so uh i will catch you guys then but until then be safe wear a mask and have a good night sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history relive their decade of dominance in a new showtime sports documentary the kings a four-part series now streaming on showtime